when we talk with ministries about conversion tracking, often uh, they jump to their to a spiritual conversion. So talking about a journey through through faith. We want to talk about a same journey, but uh, for websites. So a user coming to your site and they've been there for the first time, but you want to convert them. You want to convert them into doing something useful, whether that's an email subscribe or a donation. You want to convert them into, into someone useful who engages with your site. Welcome to the Ministry of Skill podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help your ministry multiply its digital impact. And today, I'm super excited to be talking with you about one of the things that is, I would say, near and dear to 5Q's heart. And that is what we call the five multipliers. Those five multipliers, I like to think of them as levers that you can pull to make an impact in your digital outreach. Those five multipliers are awareness, conversion rates, engagement, average value, and retention. And today, we're going to focus in on conversion rate and exactly what do we mean by that. And to do that, I've invited Anthony Elliott, our senior developer here at 5Q, just to be able to really, we're going to be diving in deep and geeking out a little bit about, about everything about conversion tracking. So Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chad. I'm excited to be here. So first, just share a little, little bit about yourself. Like how long have you been working in the digital space? Uh, walk us through a little bit of your work experience. How long you've been with 5Q? Just uh, share, us a little, sure. share, share with us a little bit about yourself. Well, in various forms, I've been, I, I probably got into digital, as you can call it that, when I was in high school um, on a graphing calculator. Uh, so I made my first program. I realized that I could use this thing in front of me that I had on, on tests and quizzes. I am awful at memorizing. So they let me write programs that I could recall the formula on a test and I didn't have to memorize it. And it was not cheating. So that was my nice. first experience. Nice. Of, so of so you weren't. You weren't making like, what is it, snakes or something like that on your graphing calculator, the games, different games. I, start, I tried to go into, uh, I, I did some useful things. I had some fun with, I tried to make a stock market trading game. My dad was big into stock teams, okay. a bond analyst. So okay. I, I got into that, but that was not where my talents were. So <laughs> I, I'm better at making functional things and not fun things. Gotcha. Yeah. And for 5Q, I've been here for um, senior developer for a bit over a year now, a uh, year and a few months, really enjoying it and able to, I was in corporate software before, so being able to apply a lot of my learnings, but for ministries is, and advancing the kingdom is a huge blessing. And I can say it's been awesome to have you on the team. You've brought some energy and your expertise working with Fortune 100 companies, bringing those to work with the ministry space has just been fantastic. So uh, thank thrilled you, to have you on the thrilled to have you on the show today. I'm yeah. glad to be here. So as we dive into conversion tracking, first, just give our audience a picture of what exactly is conversion tracking. What do we mean when we say that? Well, uh, we were on a call with a client and we talked about conversion tracking and, and they have, uh, they're, they're a big point of sermons of putting sermons online. So they all had a good chuckle when we were talking about conversion because all these people are converting while, while watching their, <laughs> listening to their sermon. Probably so a different we're not kind of conversions. Yes, it? it is. We're not talking about a spiritual conversion here. Um, but we are talking about kind of that same mentality of they were in one space. A user is coming to your site 
um, and they convert into doing something useful. So it's not just a, a page view. Um, they're starting to interact with you. They've, they've signed up on your email list. They're starting to engage with your articles more. They are posting on social media. They're all the way up to donating, becoming a recurring donor. So people who engage with you, that's what we call converting. Nice, nice. And, and why should ministries be interested in how to track those, uh, track those conversions, if you will, on their digital landscape? Yeah, great question. Why, why should we do it? Um, well, if you're spending money, especially uh, to drive people to your website, uh, spending money on ads, whether it's through Google Ads Grant, um, which is a free service, uh, you want to use your money wisely. Um, so you can use that money to optimize the ads that are working well. If you can measure which ads drive or how you can create an ad um, that drives more conversions, more users to actually convert to do something useful as opposed to just page views, you can start optimizing, testing and optimizing for those ads. And now your money will be spent much more wisely instead of putting $1,000 a day into something that doesn't that looks like it's getting used page views but you're not seeing any donations come from that so so in other words what you're talking about is a person comes to your website from a say it's a google ad through google ads grant you know you're getting those impressions or your visits and so google's charging us for that um or they're tracking tracking that against your google ads grant account and you're, you're getting traffic but you want to know are those people that are coming resulting in email signups or resulting in donations. And so that's where yes. the conversion tracking is to say, okay, of the X percent that came to the website through Google ads grant X percent of them actually, actually became an email subscriber. Would that be yes. the right way to think about it? Yes. Okay. Great. And so, so how do we do that? How do we, does, does that just every website just magically do that? Or <laughs> how, how, how does that, how do you get, set, get that set up? Uh, well, if I did, I, I might be out of a job, <laughs> but I move on to other more impactful things. So that would, that would be nice. Um, so you can, you can set up conversion tracking. Um, I'm going to talk about the, the concept before diving into the details, how to track mm -hmm. it. So you need to track when people visit your website, and then you need to track um, what they're doing with your website when they're there. And you could almost call that a journey of their uh, of a user journey. Uh, so they're coming to your website for the first time. That's useful to know. Like, are they a first time visitor or not? Um, have they signed up for your email list? Have they read five articles on your website? Uh, have they downloaded your free resources? Uh, have they made a purchase from your store? Those are all things that are, if they have done those, they're farther along in, in your journey. All the way up to have they made a, a single donation or have they made a recurring, are they a recurring donor? Um, so you need to be able to, to, to know that, just on having that as the knowing where people are in their journey with your website. Uh, I, I does like, that answer the I like big that, question? I, I like that term that you just used, the user journey, as they come and they're interacting, like where are they in their user journey? And really it's also about being able to identify what is the next thing that we want them to do? And exactly track what, where those conversions are coming. So, so I, I'll get yeah. into the details more in a bit, but Chad, you had a, a great point. Um, it, on a journey, it's a, the journey is a series of small steps. Mm -hmm. And if we can take a user from uh, 
small step to small step. That's much better for them. They are happier and it'll actually result in more uh, donors at the end, more engagement. But if you ask someone to go from a nothing all the way to a something at your recurring donor right away, that's a turnoff. So how do we do small steps and, and get them to convert each along the way? Yeah, no, no, that's good. So you've talked big picture about what conversion tracking is, what it looks like. So, so what are some of the nuts and bolts? Like how yeah. ministries out there, they're thinking, man, we're using Google ads grant or we're getting traffic from Facebook, but we don't really know how many of those are actually ending up in becoming donors at the end of that journey. How can I, how can I know where people are at? Great question. Uh, there are others, there's multiple tools to do this with, but I'm going to highlight uh, kind of our recommended suites that, that we uh, have learned to leverage very well. So Google Analytics uh, is able to do a lot of this tracking. So if you can first install Google Analytics on your site, um, and then you can actually use Google Analytics as well to set up a lot of the conversion tracking. Um, I'll go ahead and dive into the, I mean, the first step of that is how do you get Google Analytics? Uh, if you have a developer, you can, you'll have them do it. But if you don't have a developer, you can have Google Tag Manager do the development part for you. So that's, they make that really easy. You can get Google Tag Manager on your site and then you can tell it which, um, what is your ID for Google Analytics and it'll start tracking data right away. So that's the first thing. If you're not doing that today, that's very quick and easy to do is get Google Analytics installed on your site and tracking the data. Once you're tracking it, you can start doing things with it. So you've got Google Anal Analytics installed. Um, so now you can actually set up the conversions. Um, so you to set up the conversions, uh, you'll go into Google Analytics and uh, when it, you'll set up an event to say that when a user goes to this spot, when a user visits a specific URL, count that as a subscribe, count that as a donation. So on your website, um, and this is where it starts to be a little bit of, of work, but if you think through it, it'll pay dividends. So when a user donates, you can have them go to a specific URL on your website. So if you have them go to uh, 5q.com slash thank you for donating or thank you uh, as, as the URL and show them a, a nice thank you page. Mm -hmm. uh, Google Analytics can capture that URL. Say five people today went to that URL. So we know that they have placed a donation. Um, even better is now you can link Google Analytics with your Google Ads account. So of those say today you had you're doing great today. So you had a thousand people donate and ads drove 100 of those. So you'll be able to go into ads and see these were the ads that drove it. You can prove where that traffic is coming from. You can prove where your money is going. No, that's good. That's good. Now, my understanding of Google analytics is that they're in the midst of encouraging everybody to upgrade. Is, is that right? That is true. Yeah. The old, <laughs> I like the name because the old name is Universal Analytics. So okay. it makes you think that Universal will last for forever, but it does not. It, universal it Analytics is going away. Uh, and you need to start migrating to Google Analytics 4, the GA4. 
you have some time, but that time is running out. Uh, analytics, universal analytics will stop processing new data next year in 2023. So it's very easy to do to set up Google Analytics 4, and you can have it running at the same time. So another action item from today, right away, go install Google Analytics 4 on your website alongside of Universal Analytics if you already have that. Very easy to install it. You can configure it later. Just get that data started. Yeah, that's a that's a key point I don't want our losers to miss is the importance of getting Google Analytics 4 on your website as soon as you can. So, And you can be running those concurrently um, because Google said next year we are going to no longer support and no longer support the Google, the universal, um, the older version. And there is, I mean, I've poked around a little bit on Google Analytics 4, and there is a significant paradigm shift in how it lays out the data, how it lays out the information. So um, having both of them running concurrently for a time is, would be really, really helpful. You don't want to be caught without, uh, without any tracking when Google makes that switch next year. So. And moreover, if you haven't set up universal analytics, so if you're new to analytics, um, don't bother setting up the old one. Go right to GA4 and set that up because there is a small amount of work there that you would uh, you would be duplicating your work if you do it on universal analytics and then set up GA4 and then start tracking things on GA4. So just start with GA4 if you're new. Good, good. What about limitations? Is there any limitations hmm. to conversion tracking? on your website mm -hmm. mobile app for things. We are in the, the age of privacy, uh, which can be a big debate. Um, but a, just know there are some users out there uh, who will be visiting your website and will not be appearing on any analytics tools that you have. And part of that is because of cookies. Um, they don't want, so, you know, some people, Everyone's a little different. Some people uh, don't want to chip cookies. Oh, those are the best. <laughs> no, cookies are little are little pieces of text of information that a website can can send to your browser. And if they're nice cookies, uh, they'll stay on that website. But if they're not nice cookies, they'll start tracking you and following you all around wherever you go online, uh, seeing what you purchase, what you view. Uh, so that you're leaving, so you're leaving cookie crumbs yes. on your, on your digital, on your digital, uh, digital landscape. And sometimes that can be nice. You can learn a lot of things about, yeah. from cookie crumbs and sometimes that's not so nice. Yep. Yep. So if you see, just, just understand that some users have cookies turned off, uh, at various settings. So, um, there will be some people who come to your website who are, are not being tracked. Good. Good. So if we see that, you know, say it says a thousand people are coming to our website, it very well could be there's 1200 people, depending on yes. if they're set up to be tracking, even tracking Google Analytics may not even yeah. see them. And, and uh, even for conversion rates, uh, your actual conversions are likely higher than, than what is being reported. So if, mm -hmm. you know, if you're using a, a tool like Journey to ask for donations, um, Journey might be saying that. 100 people have donated, but your actual donation records are showing that 150 people donated, uh, yeah. you know, possibly yeah. due to some privacy limitations there. Do you think it's fair to be able to use the, like the ratios? Because if, if, 
either you're tracking or you're not tracking them, right? So if you get 10% converting to emails and 10% of those converting to donations, the 10% is going to be accurate. It's just the total number that we don't know. Would that be yeah. that the right way to think about it? That's great, Chad. It, if you're at, um, I would say at, at moderate to high traffic, if you're at low traffic, um, if you only have a few people coming to your site a day, it, that would skew it a little too much to be accurate. But yeah. Got it. Good. What else? Is there anything else about conversion tracking that our audience should know about, Anthony? I really like that idea of the small steps of mm. being, uh, you, can, you can think of conversion tracking as who has donated. I want to break it down into smaller steps than that. And if, if you can get people to sign up your email um, and progress with your website before asking for a donation, that will pave itself back in dividends. Um, I know we have found success with using Journey to do that and being able to measure the engagement with your website as opposed to more than just have they donated or not. So being able to have that sense of engagement is very helpful. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's really, that's really good. And I, and I think too, you know, we've talked a lot about the end goal being donations, um, which for a lot of ministries, that's vitally important, but also at the end of the day, helping ministries make ministry happen in the digital space on their website. So sometimes that conversion could be actually reading content and, and being able to listen to audio. I mean, some, some ministries we serve, that's how they measure success. They don't care as much about the donations. They want to know how many downloads are happening. So that's what we're tracking for the donations is how many sermons are actually being listened to. So uh, we used examples of donations, but it can apply to anything that you want people to do on your website. And especially if it's ministry related. related. Great point, Chad. Um, and something else you made me think of is that once you measure, you can do lots of things. Once you start to measure, you can start to test it and run experiments and see what, what works to um, drive more downloads, more sermon downloads, more sermon plays. And it, it's a test. So you, you can try it safely and see if it works. If it does, keep doing it, do more of it. If it doesn't work, well, it, it was for a short period. Try something else. That's but, great. You, you know, that whole concept of A-B testing or multivariant testing, that could probably be a topic for a whole nother, whole nother show. So, yeah. It could. There's a lot to that. So, Anthony, um, our, our audience knows one of the questions I love to ask is, what um, book are you reading? What po podcast are you exposed to that's, that's really impacting you right now? It could be tied to conversion tracking, but it can be tied to, to anything. So what's, uh, what's, what's on your reading list right now? That is great. Great question. Um, we are, I'm working through a book called Making Work Visible. Hmm. And it has some great concepts that a lot of the work that we do, we do a lot of work, but we don't track all that work. And if you don't track it some way, whether it's a to-do list, even as simple as a to-do list on paper, it's easy to think you're not making progress. It's easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that are in my head. And if I can just put on the paper, focus on one thing at a time, get that thing done. It, it is amazing just that attitude that, that it conveys. And we can be so much more productive by making work visible. That's great. And if I'm not mistaken, that's not just talking about personal productivity, but it's also talking about organizational productivity. 
when you're able to make that work visible across the organization, you can see where the bottlenecks are, and then you can start fixing those and making workflow more quickly through those through those bottlenecks. Yes, that's something we're we're testing out here at Five Q on our on the development side, uh, seeing where our bottlenecks are and how we can get better. But uh, I, I think it's it could be a real game changer, not just for Five Q, but for uh, a lot of our our clients out there, ministries, uh, I, I see them struggling with very similar problems of um, the bottlenecks. Great. Awesome. Well, Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Great information. Um, just to be able to, to geek out on some of these, the, some of these little bit more advanced topics. And um, yeah, yeah, we're thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Well, thanks, Chad. Hopefully we could geek out and bring you back down to some of your programming days yourself. That's right. Thank you. So there you have it. The importance of conversion tracking and how you can set it up to improve your digital effectiveness. Thank you so much for listening to Ministry at Scale. Until next week, keep learning, keep growing, and keep impacting your world for Christ.